Welcome to the Butter Chicken Podcast, hosted by DJ Shirai and DJ Juicy. Ooh. We focus on the stories of individuals who are making great impact in society and culture. The Butter Chicken Experience is well-cooked, thought-provoking conversation. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the vibes. You got the culture? Yes, 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 party people, New York City and worldwide. It's your boy, DJ Sharad. And DJ Juicy. And we are the Butter Chicken Boys at Butter Chicken Podcast. You already know, kid. Juicy, where can they find us, my friend? They can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, uh, Hubhopper, and every other platform. That's Hubhopper? What's that all about? Hubhopper is a podcasting platform based out of India. They are popping. We are on there. So, it's a, you know, it's a beautiful thing. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can basically find us anywhere that you get your podcast from. Word. We're here. It's the Butter Chicken Podcast Season 3. And Season 3 is a little bit different, my friend. Tell me why. Tell me how. Why is it different, Juicy? Well, because it's not season one or season two. <laughs> okay. That's a fact. Okay, that's a fact. Uh, we took a little break. Yes, sir. Uh, we had a, a regroup. Yes, sir. And essentially, for season three, uh, I wanted to ensure that we were very diverse in our dialogue. And while we've had the pleasure of speaking to so many, uh, quote unquote, OGs, mm. uh, legends, people that... Uh, have really, really um, been in the game for a really long time over seasons one and two. I think uh, what we've realized is is that uh, there is a bright future in the youth culture. I agree, man. And uh, this sense of togetherness that uh, I see um, firsthand is really just refreshing for me, man. Um, you know, we, when we started doing parties back in the day, South Asians would just stick together. And then for some reason or whatever, it was just kind of a dropout for a little time period. And now things are, I guess people are using words like they see renaissance, which is powerful. Brown excellence. That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, and it's going on on a global level. Yep. Um, there's artists uh, coming out uh, from all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, one pocket of the world that we are very, very fond of. I think we've always been fond of. Uh, the artists that come from there, we've showed them a lot of love when they come into the States. And mm. even when they're not here, uh, we like to break their records, play their records, and make sure that the people, uh, whether they're listening to your mixtapes, mm. my mixtapes, whether they're listening to our stuff on Daisy Hip Hop, or whether they're tuned into my title playlist, or wherever they're finding stuff, uh, they're finding it from us first, right? Absolutely, man. It's I, our I th responsibility. I as think DJs. As, as DJs, we, um, we have this responsibility to the community. Uh, to the culture and very importantly to the artists um, to utilize our power and utilize our platforms to not just uh, repeat uh, and play the same artist over and over again, but um, look for fresh, mm. look for new. And, uh, you know, we recently started this this uh, platform called All Brown Everything NYC. Yes, sir. Uh, which is a platform for young budding artists to come and showcase their talent. Um, and sometimes the artists are not in town um, and they're not from our town, uh, but when they're from out of town and they come into our city, uh, we have to show them the same love and respect that we show the, the OG artists. I agree, man. We got to embrace everybody right now mm -hmm. more than ever. And one, one artist that I've actually been really listening to his music for, uh, quite some time. Um, 
I do like to take credit because I'm uh, that type of person. <laughs> and I like to let it be known that if someone is great mm. or I find great music, I don't care how big they are. I don't care how many followers they have. I don't care how many millions of views their songs have or how many thousands of uh, views their songs have on YouTube. Uh, I take a lot of pride. I know you do too in, in putting out the best artists first. Absolutely. It's about the music first, bro. There's no doubt about it. And uh, a couple years ago, um, I came across this kid on YouTube mm -hmm. and I was blown away. Okay. I was blown away because at the time, uh, I kept hearing music from the same artists who are all friends and family of our show. Um, but I was looking for something new. And on YouTube, I, I ran into uh, a guy doing a lot of covers uh, by the name of Ezu. And I was intrigued, so I started doing some more YouTubing, and I found a couple of records that I ended up putting on um, a mixed early mixtape about a year and a half ago, mm. maybe two years ago now. Uh, Young Love, uh, Jania, and a couple other bangers. Mm. Uh, he goes by the name of Ezu, live and direct from the UK, and he's here with us in studio now, and... I think he's our youngest guest ever. Wow. I don't even know if he's old enough to be here. <laughs> what's happening, man? What's happening? Azu, what's good, brother? Chilling, I'm good, man. bro. How are you guys? I like to call Chilling. you I like to call you the the young bro in the scene. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. First of all, welcome to New York City. Thank you, bro. I love New York. Bro, <laughs> first of all, I need, I need to start off with I love New York, man. It's been so I came last year. Mm. Yep. And um, I remember seeing you on yeah, that stage. Man. And uh, I think this year is a lot better because I've been here for longer as well. And um, bro, it's been amazing, man. I love it. New Yorkers haven't been too rough on you, have they? No, nah, bro, they've been nice, man. They've been Good. really, really helpful. Good, really we, helpful. For some reason, we have this, uh, this so, sort of um, people think that we're arrogant and just like don't help people out. Like <laughs> if a tourist is in town and they're walking by the street and they ask you, you saying we as the butter chicken boys? No, or like we New, York, New, New Yorkers in general, like we're, we're known as like just arrogant assholes for whatever reason. But uh, I'm glad that you have a different perspective. Uh, you guys are good, man. Good, man. I think there's also, um, you know, from a unity perspective between people from New York having this mutual respect for people from the UK and mm. this vice versa. Like we're both major cities in the, like London and New York are two major cities of the culture. Right. right? Yeah. And when I say the culture, I mean all culture in general. Um, right. And I think there's that respect from our side uh, and the people within the scene understand that Facts. the UK is actually uh, the kids that are coming out of there musically are, are are some of the best in the world. Dude, the evolution of the, of the scene in the UK has just been tremendous. I mean, from the what we say the golden era in the early 2000s and stuff and just kind of seeing the progression from there to now is just mind-blowing bro and they're just continuing to put out heat and artists that are just flourishing man and shit we embrace them so and that's, that's why our boy Ezu is here Ezu yeah man um a lot of our listeners might not know you some of the yeah. fans might know you some of the some of the Maybe your peoples in in the UK and your fans globally might be listening. Yeah, but there's so many more millions of people to so touch. Many, bro. And and part of what we try to do here at Butter Chicken is to bring the stories of the people that are really popping in in culture. Yeah, to tell their stories, um, to kind of tell us their side of where they come from. So let's just get right into it, man. Where do you where do you come from uh, culturally? Um, you know, background. Uh, you know. Beyond UK, specifically. Okay. So my parents were, um, they were born in Pakistan, um, from Lahore. And um, and yeah, man, I'm Punjabi. 
And um, yeah, I was born and bred in, in London, in UK. And, um, you know, I was just, I'm just this little brown boy trying to make something out of myself, something that's not a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer, something that's different, something that's like, okay, I can be creative and I can make something of it mm. and I can actually follow my dreams. You know, there's so many, bro, I have so many friends that are, they want to they wanna do things and they can't do it. Not because they don't have the ability to, but because their parents don't let them. And there's, you know, there's that cultural thing of, oh, you're brown, so you have to do this and music and, you know, what is this and this and that. So for me, like, I'm proud of where I'm from because... My parents are examples. They're old school, bro. Mm. Like, but they're we examples. Might be, I might be your parents, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're, they're, they're examples of uh, how they can sort of just, they, they made me realize that not all the parents are the same. Like, they're not, they're not going to hold you down. And if you tell them that this is what I love, they're going to let you do it. And that's what, like, I appreciate, like, about them the most. So, um so yeah, man, I'm from I'm from Pakistan originally. But you're um, born in the UK. But I was born in UK, yeah. yeah. London proper? Yeah, London, South London, bro. Like this is you guys have Queens, Brooklyn, we have South London. That is <laughs> So South London, like what areas? Lewisham, Peckham, Brixton, like the the is ghetto. The hood? The ge you could yeah, you could the say hood. the hood, the ghetto areas. I know I know East London. Yeah. East London's pretty rough. And but I know West London, like Shepherd's Bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That area. Yeah. That's and then cool. and then I know South Hall. Okay, so you haven't been to South London yet? Nah, nah I don't okay. think. But if I come there, will you take me around the street? Yeah, bro. South London's is, is home. Is home. That's is there a Nando's there? Yeah. <laughs> loads. Because <laughs> if there's no Nando's, I ain't fucking with it. <laughs> loads, loads, loads. Okay. Loads of Nando's. Peri Peri sauce and all? Everything, bro, is the best. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're from London, uh, Pakistani parents. Religious-wise, religious what are your parents? Christian. We're all Christian. I'm Christian as well. Wow. So... Yeah, so that's a rarity, right? Yeah, like I think there's only three percent of Pakistani Christians. Wow, wow. Yeah, so there's there's not many of us, but um, and but you speak Urdu at home, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my parents they understand. It's like they will speak to me in Urdu or Punjabi, mm. and then I will speak to them in in English, and they understand. So, um, but yeah, there's there's very few of us, man. The, the Punjabi comes out when your parents get mad, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Urdu and then boom, shifts the Punjabi. Hell yeah. Same thing in my career. Hell yeah. <laughs> so now is 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 Ezu your real name? No, it is not. It's actually a, a nickname that was given to me when I was a baby mm. uh, by my mum. Is there a meaning? Like, what does Ezu mean? Bro, there's no meaning. It's just like I think they just saw me and I was like a fat little chubby kid, and <laughs> they thought, let's call him Ezu. So cute, you know, cute pet name. I'm I'm not too sure, bro, why they called me it, but. They called me ever since I was I was born and I always had this thing of like, I want to turn, like everyone in my family knows me as Ezu, like they don't call me by my real name. And Will you share your real name with the fans? Or that no? is classified information. <laughs> <laughs> we check Wikipedia, we can't find that shit. Um, but yeah, no, so Ezu was a nickname given to me and I always said like, if, if I ever get into music properly, I want to be able to t turn a nickname, which... Some people might laugh at it. Some people might, you know, think, oh, Ezu, what kind of name is that? But I want to be able to turn that into a brand one day, turn that into something, you know, big. Mm. So that's my aim, man. I'm just trying to make that into a brand. 
Interesting, man. So tell us a little bit about like your musical influences early on, what you grew up to, what yeah. you listened to, how that kind of transformed to help you create your sound and stuff like that. Bro, so I think any Asian kid my age would say the same thing mm. uh, or the same names that I'm about to say. People like Jay Sean, mm. Juggy D, Rishi Rich, like I, I would say those three in particular because Damn, it I just was, so happens they're part of the same team. Exactly, bro. <laughs> no point, no. And when, when I was growing up, uh, when I was about four or five, that's when Dance With You came out. That's when um, Eyes On You came out. Like, all of those tunes came came out. And for me as a kid, I was like, this is so sick. Because it's like, I'm, I've always been an R&B child. Like, I've loved R&B. Mm. So for that to meet Asian music at that time. Crazy. I was like, yo, yeah. this is... This is something fresh. This is something new. This isn't, it hasn't been, it hadn't been done before. Right. So they're doing it and I'm thinking, yo, like, I love this. And I remember seeing, seeing them perform at Trafalgar Square when I was about five years old. I went with my family. We went, we watched them. And, you know, I used to, bro, I used to, like a couch like this, I used to stand on it and I used to like sing the songs in my living room and like pretend I was them. Like I was so into it and so into that that whole scene and I was just like wow sick dude. like our people are doing that and bro they're not just hitting the Asian charts right they're hitting the UK charts they're hitting like American charts like they were popping bro right. yeah they're making noise worldwide as well yeah. so for me bro like I would say those three are, are my biggest influences but I always used to listen to people like Justin Timberlake Craig mm -hmm. David um, you know like rappers as well like Biggie mm -hmm. Nas um, Eminem so yeah, like your name and all artists that all like that have been in the game before you even born. I know, yeah. but so yeah. for example, I'm I'm the youngest in my family, mm. so my brothers always used to bump that music. So for me, I grew up to that. I didn't right. grow up to like Katy Perry or whoever right. there is. Do you know what I mean? Like I grew up to old school music, and and a lot of people say that to me. Actually, they say, "Well, you weren't born in that era. How can you listen to that?" But it was just the fact that my brothers, they're older than me and they used to, I used to listen to what they used to listen to. So in a way, they kind of got me into what's, you know, what's popping, what's hot, what's considered, yeah, you know, you're a G if you listen to this kind of thing. Interesting. So like on the home front, were your parents also listening to that type of music as well or were they into different genres? Oh, hell no. <laughs> they, they were into like old school, bro. I'm talking like Ghulam Ali and, you know, Muhammad Rafi. Like they were into like guzzles and... Bollywood music and old Bollywood film songs and all of that stuff like they weren't really they, I don't think they've ever listened to an English song Got but I, my dad however he used to have like all the Michael Jackson albums and he had like uh, Michael Jackson's bad album like an exclusive version we still have it on mm. vinyl um, so my dad was really much into like old school pop music and and all of that but um, my mum was just straight up Bollywood man straight up Desi music are they in the music and art space like like as for a business or a lifestyle like no bro so my parents can sing they're really really good singers but they never you know sort of pursued it as a career and they never really went forward with it I think my dad just he was an engineer um, at a telecommunication space and my mum was a school teacher and stuff. But obviously now they're retired. Now they're like chilling. So, mm. you know, but yeah, they, they were always... You making that much money already, bro? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I wish, bro. <laughs> I wish, I wish. But um, no, so like they they just were really good singers and they did it more for the fact that they loved it. It wasn't a business for them. It wasn't a, a career or like, oh, we want to actually pursue this as a career. They just did it because they loved it. And even till today, bro, they sing songs you know my dad plays the bhajan my mom sings and 
till today bro it's, it still happens and it's so nice to see that because it's it's refreshing like bro i've now entered this as a career i can say i mm -hmm. think it's safe to say i i'm slowly making my way to be part of the industry mm -hmm. so for me as i love music so much but it's also becoming a career it's becoming a job it's becoming part of my life as okay i'm actually have to do this 20, like you know every single day whereas them it's like they just woke up and they'll be like yeah i want to bust some vocals or you know, like they were, they genuinely did it because they loved it, not for anything else. Right. So, um, so it's it's so nice to see that sometimes to just see how natural it is from them. Mm. But um, but yeah, man. What was that pivotal moment where you knew like I got, music is it for me? This is this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life, bro. Uh, so I don't know if you guys know, but in London we have uh, GCSEs exams. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah secondary school these are like the most important exams mm. of your life and you have to really focus on this and you know that's what's going to dictate what that's what's going to dictate so bro if you do well in your gcses then you're going to get a good college a good university a good job that is your the biggest exams apparently yeah. right is that like our sat it's like our sat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so for me bro when i was doing my gcses i was not focused mm. i was making beats on fl studio bro at 15 i was just wow. like, trying to make beat i started when i was 10 okay but obviously I, I was rubbish bro i wasn't good but i was just making beats and i was like my mom caught me one day and she was like why are you doing this and why are you not revising right i had my maths exam the second day oh shit <laughs> and uh, and i wasn't revising bro i didn't revise for any of my gcse exams because um and I, I i'm i think it's safe to say say this now i think back then if i said this you know yeah it's a bit different but I can say this now because I'm so proud of what I've done. Right. And bro, I I didn't do well in my exams. I didn't I'll be real with you, bro. I mm. didn't do well. But my parents knew at that point and I knew at that point that I love music too much. Now, coming back to that thing of if you don't do well in your exams, you're not going to get into a good college. Mm. I don't know how it happened, but I applied for this music college called East London Music and Arts and I don't know if you guys have heard of Chase and Status. Uh, they were like drum and bass producers in the UK. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Very, yeah. very, very big producers. Yeah. They owned the school that I was applying for, the college. Out of 65,000 people in, in the UK, only 75 people were accepted. I was one of those people. Wow. I went to that college. So great grades didn't matter. Grades did not matter. Bro, okay. they even said to me on the phone, they were like, look, we understand like what's happened or whatever. We want you. Because they saw my talent. What this, records did you have at that time? None. Wow, it was just none. beats. I just FL had a, beats. I just had demos, just okay. like okay. demos of beats. I had one really badly recorded song. How many years ago are we going back? Because it can't be that long. We're ago. going back to 2015. Okay, so four years ago. Four years ago. Your journey long. just started, my G. That's it, bro. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> we're talking to a super young kid yeah, right bro. now. Yeah, bro. I respect it, man. I respect like, it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, went to college, um, and bro. My, Guess who came into my college? Like Migos came. Oh what? Migos, Migos and Little Yachty came and they gave us, so we used to have master classes. We didn't have normal lessons. Gigs and they were just coming up at that point. Yeah. yeah. Gig, uh, Gigs came. Skepta came. Yeah. Wow. Stormzy Huge. came. Uh, KEB. We had Universal Records uh, A&Rs coming in. We had Sony Music A&Rs coming in. Mm -hmm. I got to do work experience at Universal. I got to, bro, I've, like literally we had everything literally all the secrets of the industry are there for you 
and it's like it's like music heaven bro your class (laughs) your class isn't oh hey let's sit down and we're gonna write stuff on a whiteboard yeah your class is here's how you make like here's how you mix the song or here's how you master a song and okay so how do you perform on stage um you know all all of these different things what does front of house mean Little, little things like that, bro. FOH. Exactly. <laughs> What's bro, downstage? Exactly. And <laughs> the, ma- the main thing is like, we used to, one of our projects was we put on a show uh-huh. and we call actual people to come see our show in a club and we perform. That uh, was a like project. Like you had to do it in like individually? Like in, you had no, so you shit. do it as a part of a group. Okay. They give you a budget. You, have to, you have to go At to the- At least you got the budget. Yeah, yeah. You go to the venue yourself. You have to do everything yourself. And- it just taught me so much because I got four A stars, which is four A levels mm. in music production, songwriting, creative media and performance. After that, I obviously got into university, which I'm still at. Um, wow. Oh, so you're in oh, university yeah, yeah, yeah. now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, at, uh, I'm on my second year now. So I'm just finishing up now, actually. But um, yeah. So so university like, there is two years, right? Cause three. Ca- three. Oh, it's three. Three, okay. three years. So, um, yeah, so I'm doing that now and that's, I'm doing sound design now. So it's like recording sounds and studying like, bro, like we would like get a sound of a bird chirping and we would like analyze it and like check all the different frequencies and stuff like that. So it's super neaky, but like. No, but that's, that, that's what's going to separate you from every artist. Yeah. And it it helps bro. Because like we can take a sound like, like, like that and we can make it from that into a clap. Sick. We can do things like that, right? And that's why, like, it was very. It is a very hard subject to learn, but like I said, I'm so proud because I might have not done well in my exams there, but I showed people that I can get four A levels. My family and friends, I showed them, mm. and I showed people that I can get into a very good university, still do my studies, and still pursue a music career. So it's a lot of work, my G. Hell of a lot of work. But do you sleep? Hardly. <laughs> but I love it, bro. I love it too much. Like, like I said, mu- I'll say this now. I say this to everyone. Music is my number one thing. I love it more than anything. I love it more than anyone. More than Can't. girls? More than girls, bro. <laughs> <laughs> more than girls. I heard they be throwing themselves at you after you, dro- after you drop your love. It, it happens, but <laughs> it happens. But be modest. Music is, you have to, you have, it's about your mind, bro. It's about how you think. You got to be, you got to be professional with it. Interesting. I'm like, as we're having this conversation, I'm trying to think, like, do they have anything like that in the States over here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've heard of like IAR and like engineering schools and things like that, but where like the true application of like going out there and putting on a performance and I mean, I haven't heard of it in anything over here, but. That's a good point. I guess I I, I think certain schools have music programs, um, but less vocational schools that specifically are driven but yeah, we got we got to do some research hell yeah maybe we can open up the butter chicken school of music that would be sick <laughs> dude but that's that's amazing man that that you're so young and you're so focused um and you know the people around you are giving you so much love and support thank you to bro. pursue this yeah man it's, thank you man you know it's 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 a message for the our young listeners who are hesitant or have reservations about um doing this or any anything in the creative space right like just just go for it man and 100 percent. things will organically just come into place 100 percent. and bro like i think the most important thing to remember especially for someone that's my age Mm. or someone that's younger than me don't expect an overnight thing yeah because when i first started i thought one song's gonna do it for me and i and i we we did everything we could to make that song happen when you say we what what was the team like back back when you first started me and my brothers and my family and my mom and dad so you're 
you know, you seem like um, really well educated in the music space versus maybe some other even artists that maybe are more older than you. Um, you have a team around you now. Yeah. Right. So so now it's more. I've got a label behind me. I've got you know a manager. I've got my brother who also manages me. I've got people with. So I've got family within the music industry who are doing very well. Um, they guide me. So I've got I've got a lot of people that. I, and obviously, as the bigger you get, like the more you you do things, you start to meet new people. Yeah. You meet very successful people who become your friends, and they give you advice and. You got pe. I've got people there to guide me, which I think I'm very grateful for and I'm very lucky for, because not many kids my age can say that. But I'm 19 years old, so it's uh, you know. it's interesting. Our, our our good friend of the show, and he's a very very good friend of the show, and yeah. just good friend of Juicy and ours is Rackstar. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, when we started this podcast over a year ago, he uh, he he was with us in in one of our first, like I think our first day recording. Or <laughs> I think so, yeah. Something along those lines, and um. And when I had asked him about who who was some up and coming talent uh, from the UK, he yeah. had mentioned your name specifically. Oh, sick. And I had I had known of you already, and I yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't realize like how how involved you were in the scene. Yeah. Um, behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is very interesting, Juice. I don't even know if you know no. knew, know the mechanics of this kid, bro. Not I need like, to hear about it. Outside of being a singer and a performer, <laughs> mm. you're an accomplished producer. Yes. And this is a trend that, like, we've seen it with Russ, right? Yeah, bro. There like, you go. like, Russ is, like, the example in the mainstream of, like, yo, I don't need anyone. A few weeks ago, we heard Prophecy tell his story, mm. and he's self-made in yeah. terms of beats. Um, One-man show. All, all his composition, all his writing, all his recording, yeah. mixing. And similarly, at 19, you do all your own shit. Yeah, man. You don't, technically need anybody nope. to create the music f with you no nope. and you've got credits on multiple people's albums at this point yeah talk about it bro because <laughs> like let's 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 boast a little bit yeah no let's do it tell um, us tell us some of the projects <laughs> that you've worked on that people might not know okay uh from a production or a writing standpoint so i did i think the first production that i did that was actually out there was Akia for Rackstar, which came out on T-Series. What year was that? 2016. So I was 15 years old when I did Holy that. Holy shit. Did so Rackstar give you a fat check for that? Yeah. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> Rack, Rack. Cut that check, bro. <laughs> Do the right thing. Um, yeah. Let's not go into that. <laughs> it's all love, though. It's all love. <laughs> nah, it's all love, bro. Rax is, Rax is a boy. Um, but yeah, we did, uh, yeah, I did Akia for Rackstar when I was 15. And I, how did that come about? Because Rax is pretty bro, established. Now this at that this point. comes down to what Juicy was saying just a, a minute ago. How you just got to go for it, mm. and I went for it. Then all I did was found the email, sent them beats. They replied back to me in thirty minutes. Who wow. Khalid? Saying, Khalid. Okay. And he said, "I like this, this, and this." I showed Rackstar. He thinks you're sick. Mm. I then showed them the covers that I was doing, and they were like, "Yo." Like, is this kid like where has he come from like how comes no one's heard of him this and that and they were like blown away and ever since bro i have to say rax always shows love he always supports me like you said bro i didn't even know he did that when he came here two years ago i didn't even know he's, he he talked about me so that that means a lot and yeah so i did akia for rax when i was 15 i did uh another song on his album 
Glass Ceilings. Uh, I did Love on his album. Fire track. Thank you, bro. Yeah. That sound, that beat sounds like you. Thank you, bro. That like 106, like uh, little reggae style yeah, yeah, drums. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's your signature. Thank you, bro. Uh, yeah. Then I did uh, another one. Sorry, another two on his new album, Artbreak. Um, which ones were yours on Artbreak? Artbreak. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, which 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 records on Artbreak? Were Artbreak. Yours? Oh, Artbreak, Artbreak was yeah. yours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was mine. There was another one. I can't remember the name of it. Damn, you're doing so many records you can't remember names. Yeah, no, bro. I can't. I can't. Um, so I did that. Um, I've done like, I had a, a bro when I was like nine. I was actually speaking to this about my, to my manager about this, bro. When I was nine, I had a song with Tiny Temper. What? Yeah, when I was nine, but it never got released. It never got. Um, I don't even have it anymore. It's on an old laptop. But when I was nine years old, I did a, did a song with Tiny Temper. You did that on Fruity Loops. No, it was on Logic. It was like on a really old version of Logic, and um, and no, not not beats wise. I mean singing. Like I was on the song. Wait, wow. how did that even come about? So at the time, T uh, Tiny was doing Pass Out, and this was just before he put it out, and he was using the same studio that I was using. So I first recorded my first song when I was nine years old. Okay, so you you were you were you you've been living. I've this. always so bro. I've I've I think it's safe to say I've from a young age. I've been doing music, like not professionally. I didn't know shit back then, but I was I was doing my, I, you know, I've been in that environment, bro, where people are like blazing in front of you and little kids there, like, and I'm singing there for six hours, seven hours at a time. So I've done that, bro. Like, it's, I think people, this is actually really good because people don't know this about me. They don't know that I've done that. They just think maybe 16 years old, he came out and he, you know, he's doing it now. But like, I've 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 seen a lot, bro. I've seen a lot since I was nine years old, and you know, um, yeah. So I did I did that with him. Um, in terms of songwriting, I haven't really done that for anyone else just yet. But obviously, that's that's always something I'm looking to get into. And you know, I'm bro. I'm down to work with with people. You know, if if the if the vibes right and if if the song is right and if they want to work, I'm down, bro. So it's it's interesting. You said earlier. You said that uh, Rishi, uh, Juggy, and Jay. Yeah. Uh, were definitely um, sort of uh, aspirational artists at the time yeah. when you were a young kid. Um, some people I've talked to in inner circles of music have yeah. have put you in a category comparing your sound and your style to a young Jay Sean. Have you heard that before? Has, has <laughs> anyone has anyone said that to you? Especially when you do that double time flow. That thank you. That. You know the double flow, yeah, yeah, that double talking, flow shit, on that Jay Sean shit. I know what you're but you do it your way. No, thank yeah. you. No, bro. I, I, Could I, you give us some of that? That double flow. I can flow give shit? it, bro. But <laughs> just before I just before I do that, just before I do that, it's it's crazy you say that because like I kind of used to, like I said, I used to listen to that. Right. So like for me, it was like, how can I take that and make it my own? Because mm -hmm. no one else can do it. Mm. You know the shit I'm. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Girl, what have I told you? I've been thinking one of the yeah. most political ways to come and approach you. Haven't been able to think about anything. I've been wanting to reach you. I ain't trying to speech you. I ain't gonna use any lyrics to impress you. A gentleman from the start. I get you a drink at the bar, thinking I'm making you taking a laugh, telling me you wanna head to the car, like all of that stuff, bro. Fire, yo. It's not. Not many people can do it. So for me, I was like, that's what's gonna make me different. You're not hearing anyone else do it in the Asian scene right now. Mm. Right. So how can I do it? How can I? And bro, like, I've heard a lot of people come up to me and say, "Yo, like, how do you do it?" How Bobby Friction on BBC, he's always 
he's always mentioned he basically said once that I was like all three of them in one and I was just like thank you because production that's my influence that's my influence and I'm now being told that like he said like people are comparing me to him and that is big bro huge that is so you don't you don't take no insult to that you take that as true compliment yeah good 100% I don't think you should take it as as an insult man like is people are comparing you to to good artists you should you should take that and you know, like, use that to your advantage, and you know, like, I'm, I'm very, I appreciate everyone, and I appreciate what they say. So, so the one thing those guys did was, like you said, they took it to mainstream charts. Yeah, you are currently um, putting out records. You have a new record out, new single out. Yeah, tell us about that record. So my brand new single, Hor Labna, uh, it came out I think a couple weeks ago now, um, and yeah, bro, I think it's safe to say this is my first song solo. Which I'm genuinely after Jania, which I'm. I genuine, love that record. By thank the way, you, bro. fire record. Which I'm genuinely really proud of. I feel like for a while, um, I was kind of in this thing of I'm making music, but I'm not really making music. That's me. I'm making it like I'm just making records and I'm doing it and I'm doing it and I'm doing it. But it's not my sound, like bro. While I was making Biard and Young Love and all big Pataki tunes and Rung and they're big great songs bro don't get me wrong I appreciate the songs while I was doing that bro there's about 183 songs on my laptop right now that aren't released mm. that are there let me borrow that real quick <laughs> <laughs> and they are that's me and Hor Lubbana is the first one out of them and it's a song that I didn't believe in bro because like I made the beat and then it was sitting in my trash can for so long and then one day I just pulled up the project again I was with my family I was, I was with my friends and I played it to them and they were like what the hell is this like and then I told them oh, I'm probably going to just delete it they goes what like what are you doing then I listened to it again and I was like hold on I can this is a bit of a vibe so I started you know literally in front of them started laying down the vocals Song was made there and then. So you had your trusted people in front of you. Yeah, when man. You yeah, recorded yeah. It. Um, bro, I keep my circle small. So when I say family and friends, I mean there's like two people there. <laughs> right, right, right. But um, yeah, like I, d- I did it in in front of them, and we we recorded it, and shot the video in LA, and you know we we just put it out, and it's done well, bro. It's done really well. Yeah, which broke a million views on YouTube. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, recently. On that, man. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Thank you. So wh- what label put that record out? VIP VIP Records they're the they're the label I'm with right now. Okay. Um and th- bro they've been such a huge help. Such so ex- a huge explain help. to me how that came about cuz I know uh I don't know if you remember. Yeah. But like 2 years ago I had found your email and yeah. um and I had emailed you and I said send me MP3s I'm I'm playlisting uh for a couple of platforms and you had sent me a bunch of stuff and some covers as well. Yeah yeah yeah. Um and I don't think you were signed at that time. No. Like Johnny and all that stuff, Young Love, yeah. Piard, none of those were on. Uh, Piard was when I was signed. Okay. So Piard okay. was when I had just been signed. Okay, so that's that like a the, year and a half ago yeah, probably. And that was the first song with them. And bro, like, like I said, bro, they are, so, you know, everyone's got this thing of oh, an Asian label uh-huh. is, you know, they're not going to listen to you and they're going to try and take fire out of you and they're going to do this and that. But bro, and don't get me wrong, there is that. Mm-hmm. There, there are labels like that but bro this label has genuinely been nothing but help nothing but support and they they give me 100% creativity mm. they let me do what I want to do 
they don't force me to do anything. They don't force me to change my look. They don't tell me to sing a certain way. They don't tell me to sing songs a certain way. So it's more like a partnership. It's a partnership. And it's it's a very healthy relationship. I don't know if you know Vips. Um, he was the owner. Yeah, rest um, in peace. I didn't actually peace, personally yeah. know him, but I've, anyone who's I've ever come across that's uh, encountered him only great has guy. positive, positive great things guy. to say. Very great guy. And bro, he was the, so he was the owner and he he supported me so much. He was like, he was like, kid, whatever you want to do, we're with you. We're here to support you. We're here to help you. Whatever you want to do. English music, Asian music, you pick it, you do it. And bro, you don't get that. Not many people get that. And it's, let's be real, bro. It's not just about the label supporting you or putting your video out. There's a lot behind it. They Let's talk about it, bro. Let's talk about it, A lot of bro. these kids don't, don't know what there's, it is. There's funds that they're putting into the music video. I'm not talking hundreds, but talking thousands. Mm. That's a lot of money. Then there's promotion of the actual song, getting it on the platforms, pushing it out to the right people, radio plugs, all of that, bro. There's so many things that come into play that people don't, some people don't get. And it's just like, damn, son, I you're think enlightening they, me right now. Nah, bro. You're I think, actually, you, you know, the way you speak is you speak like a veteran artist. Nah, and, thank you. And it's bro. pretty enlightening to hear such you. A, coming from such a young kid to Thank understand you, more, the, more than the, half his life in the you know in the scene. but but to understand the 360 of yeah. how the business works yeah besides making the music at a young age i think i won't say you have it figured out but you you understand what yeah the, what the hell's going on yeah bro like i said i'm still learning i'm still going through things i'm still making mistakes you know i've broke that i've had songs which haven't done very well i've had songs which they're not the best but i'm learning if i didn't do that i wouldn't put horror lobna out and mm. it do so well and you know it's it's all it's all you just have to keep going bro keep keep building keep building and one day bro god willing you'll get there and that's all i'm trying to do you know you you spoke about label support yeah and in that you specifically mentioned the platforms yeah and you mentioned radio play yeah where do you see the value of radio and also, where do you see the value of DJs in this Asian space that we are all in? I value all three of those things very highly. The first one, the platforms. If it's not on a platform, people ain't going to hear it. They when you say platforms, we're talking about DSPs, right? Yeah. Okay. They ain't really going to be able to hear it. They ain't really going to be able to buy it, stream it. Okay. Secondly, um, radio. People might think, oh, but who even listens to radio and who even, bro, trust me, radio helps a lot. Radio interviews help a lot. Um, when your song's getting played on radio, there's money coming out of, you know, that you're getting paid for that, first of all. Second of all, people are listening to it. There's listeners tuned in that are hearing your song. Like your song might be going out to eight, nine hundred thousand people at a time, every time that song gets played. Think of it like... Think of it logistically, right? Imagine Wembley Stadium, right? 90,000 people. Times that by 10, that's how many people have heard your song on radio. One time. One time. So I know lately I've been following the story of Apache Indian yeah. uh, going off on BBC for, okay. for not supporting his music um, or not playing his music. And then I see so many other artists that are constantly up 
in BBC specifically with Candyman, Limelight, Punjabi yep. Hit Squad, uh, you know, all the Harps Core, all the all yeah. Bobby Friction, all the yeah. people that really run things up there. And I've seen you uh, head up to this to the BBC quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you feel support specifically from BBC when it comes to your records? Hundred percent, bro. Like like I said, they were they were the first company or organization I would say that actually put me on the you know on the on the radio and gave me a, a chance. They made me BBC introducing artist of the week when I first started. When I put Johnny out, they playlisted it. They called me in for multiple interviews. Till this day, bro, they they supported me. I was a Future Sounds artist last year, and I got to perform at Maidavel, do my own live session, which is I think the Beatles recorded their first album there. Like it's Jeez. it's a very legendary space. So, bro, at eighteen years old, I did Maidavel. Some Jeez. people are like in the prime of their careers; they haven't done that. <clears throat> so it's a very big opportunity, and that's because of them. So I feel like. Bro, I can't speak on other artists' behalf. Like everyone's got their own relationship with the BBC, but bro, sure, my relationship, I'm grateful, bro. It's it's a sweet relationship, and we, me and BBC, like we both have our our mutual respect for each other now, and it's like they respect me, I respect them, and you know, like they they they're, they're a very good organization and very good radio station as well. There's to work with. there's platforms uh, outside of that, the digital platforms um, yeah. where kids your age yeah um are are heavy on spotify soundcloud apple music yeah. soundcloud and yeah, everywhere yeah. else that music music comes out um how do you get your stuff out there um prior to your label deal when you were by yourself um bro because that's just, where I, I found you on youtube yeah yeah bro for me it was youtube for me it was just make a channel upload it soundcloud is you sign up is free like that's i wouldn't really count that as a maybe i think now it's a digital platform but back then bro you just sign up you upload your track and on on soundcloud they used to have this thing where you can share it and you can actually upload it to like different groups yep i don't know if you do you remember this yeah of and course you, like if you join a group there's like ten thousand people you can upload your track in that group and people who are subscribed to that group get it on them they get would, a notification they would get it so i used to do that um so you were on it yeah i was oh, on, you it, on the promo oh, i was on it i was on it and youtube bro i used to like do funny shit like i used to go on facebook and like message alia button like sonakshi <laughs> and i'm like oh hey man listen to my cover like they would never open it but like i would still do it like you know like you never know bro you just have to take that chance so like youtube was a big plat big platform they they you know like i've done quite a lot of youtube videos and you covers. did a k3g cover i believe <laughs> yeah, which I you did. sent me yeah which is fucking unbelievable Thank what you, track bro. was it what was it right it was a Sur sad song Sur Sur yeah, yeah. but it was big but he trapped it out and like yeah. made it soulful and put some drums on it and you did it with some english as well yeah 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 can you give some freestyle bro i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> That's one I don't remember that cover. Like I don't remember the lyrics and that was you did God's plan as well. I God's remember. plan I did, yeah. God's plan I did. So like, for me, my way was do covers, mm -hmm. fuse it with Asian music, mm -hmm. make it a bit spicy. Put your fle my flex, spicy. like you, yeah, like you said, the flex. My 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 little signature was the double time. Yeah, the yeah. flows like super the, dope. So super dope. putting that on the covers, people are like, yo, he's flipping it up. I did a do you know cover of the Jeet song. I did, yes, I think within I four have that. minutes he had tweeted me back saying, "Wow, this is sick!" Wow. 
It's huge. So like, you know, and that was just showing off. And then from that cover, I think that's where it started taking off. Like views went up, you know, it started turning from 1,000, 2,000 to 10,000, 20,000. And now, bro, it's like, uh, it's, it's hitting a hundred thousands. Million, bro. Million, bro. Yeah. There you go. We, I just hit my first solo million. So, you know, like it's, it's, a process, it's only going bro. up from here. 100% bro I always think of this as I've hit a million now Next track has to hit 2 million It needs to keep It can't be less It has to keep going more Your song needs to be good It needs to be better than the last one You know Not putting Horolabana down It's a great song mm. But my next one Is going to have to blow it out of the park And It's going to have to keep going Constantly challenge yourself Exactly The minute you start getting Content and thinking Oh, like I'm happy with this type of music and make the same sort of music, bro. It gets boring. Yeah, and you're not gonna make the best stuff that you can make, you know. Interesting, man. So talk, let's let's talk about your collaborations. Um, yeah. What what you've done? What's what you got lined up for the future? Yeah, yeah. People that you potentially want to collab with. Um, I so like that question, Juicy. People <laughs> you want to collaborate with? Okay. Um, let's start off with who I've collaborated with. Um, I did. Patake with DJ Harps and Amr Sandhu last year. How did that come about? Cause oh, that was, bro. Harps is like, me and Harps are like this. He's on VIP as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Me and him are like brothers, man. Like we've... He's I'm, a G out there. He's huh? a bro. He, Harps, is a, Harps is a G. But yeah, um, me and Harps, we're really good friends. Mm. Like we have a lot of jokes between us. We did a, we did the Raad Fateh Ali Khan song as well prior to that so that was my first song with that was my first collab yes actually. okay i remember that so rad fatili khan ikka and dj harps and me crazy we did that so my first collab so now back to another achievement yeah <laughs> sorry like <laughs> no it's, dude, not, it's not even bro, shit, it's, bro. Not, it's not even about boasting or anything nah, i'm just nah, just how it comes I wanna, together i want to tell people what it is and you know Hell yeah what i've done um so yeah i did that with the, that was the first my first collaboration mm. and ikka one of the by far one of the biggest Bollywood rappers right now. Yeah, absolutely. He's done big Bollywood song. He was on Dilbert, the big probably the biggest Bollywood song right now mm. or there is. Um so you know like I I did that with them and then off of that me and Harps had a very good relationship. Then Harps hit me up and he was like, "Look, Amr has got this song. It's called Patake. He wants me to produce the beat for it. I'm thinking to get you on the verse." And he sent it to me, bro, within a day. I sent him my verse back. And Amr and Harps both were like, yo, who the hell is this? Like, this is sick. <laughs> like, you know, and... Um, that song popped for a minute. Oh, it's yeah. Still popping. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, Pataki did well, especially for me, like, in the in the States and in Canada, bro, it did really well. Yep. It, it helped a lot. So, yeah, Pataki is a big, big song. And then um, before Pataki, I did Rung with uh, Rahim Pardesi, who's a YouTuber. So yeah, man, like that that did really well as well. That got like four million views. That um, was his record? That was his record, but I produced it, um, composed it, sang part of with him. Dope. Um so yeah, like we did that. In terms of future collaborations, um I've got another one with Amr. Okay. <clears throat> coming I, up? Yeah, coming up. It's gonna so I'm releasing my debut album very soon like this year but it's, it's coming out and and that's on vip obviously it's on vip and um i've got Amr on it um <laughs> there's a few more other artists <laughs> can't talk we're about not it leaking. Yeah? We're not uh, leaking. yeah i can't i can't talk about it just yet just because okay. 
I want to just 100%. Are the vocals in yet? The vocals are in. The vocals <laughs> are in. Um, but th- th- there are artists on the album. I believe it because yeah. a lot a lot of people are, are showing the love and respect. Yeah, yeah bro. You know that's what? another thing. So, like, I wasn't expecting half of the people to know who I am. Nah, they, they know. I wasn't expecting it. And it's just nice to see the artists that you grew up listening to. Like, I, bro, I grew up listening to Jay, Juggy, Rishi, but then I also grew up listening to people like Mickey, Prophecy, Fateh, who are a couple years older than you yeah Mm. and to now be in new york where i'm seeing them chilling with them and they're showing you the love they're showing me the love they're like yo you know we mess with you like you know this is sick and you know for them to even say yo let's get on a track let's work it's like for real like cool i think i I think real talent will always recognize real talent and you know it goes beyond the business at that point. Hundred percent, the respect in the music it's game. Exactly, and I think one per, one person who's always shown me that respect is Prophecy. Like he's he's always he's never looked down to me, even when he first uh, hit me up. Like he was never he hit you up. So he he never hit me up, but in the sense where like he knew who he found out who I was. Mm. Okay, and he How was did that like, come about. So he heard my DDR cover of Jazz Dummy song. And he was like, yo, this is sick. And that's kind of one of the reasons I got signed as well, in a way, because his manager is also my manager. Mm. So, like, that happened. And then he, I remember he came to Who my house. Who does your manager give more time to? <laughs> no, he's, he's equal. He's equal. He's, equal. <laughs> he's listening right now. So he, he loves you both. Yeah, he loves us both. But, um, yeah, so Prophecy came to my house, um, I think about a year and a half ago now. And we, you know, we initially met there and we were like, you know, he just showed me that respect. He didn't look down on me or try and he was like, yo, you jump on this and you do this and you do that. And like, okay, I'm going to do this now. And then like, it was, it was very doubled. Like it wasn't like a, oh, I'm better than you. I'm a more established artist than you. So it was genuinely collaborating. Mm. And that's what I've always loved about him. Like he doesn't, he never looks down on me. Obviously we have our banter. We have our jokes. Like he cusses the shit out of me sometimes, (laughs) but it's, it's, it's all love. It's all like, you know, friendly. So, right. You know, yeah. Big up, big up to prophecy, man. It's love, man. So, any any um, aspiring collaborations in the future? Any artists that you specifically want to work with? Bro, there's loads. Loads, right? There's loads, man. But even for, from the Asian scene, there's loads. From the UK scene, from the American scene, there's loads, bro. Like, if you if, could pick like three non-South Asian artists. Three that you, could, that you would artists. want to sit in the session with who would it um, be? I'd love to do a song with Gigs. Okay, I think I'd I think you could make that happen. Um, I would love to do a song with Russ. I think that would be pretty cool. And Craig David, definitely. Those three are like. I feel like Craig David. If if you're from the UK and you don't mention, it's like us not mentioning yeah. Jay Z. Yeah, 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 hundred, bro. Yeah. Right, Craig like, David is like. And he's he got to he the UK. Big out here as well. So yeah, he's huge out here. Yeah, man. Yeah, he, right. he, he he still sells out tours here. Yeah. And uh, he actually messes with. He did a record with Rishi Rich years ago. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if you yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a record called Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Punjabi version. Yeah, you remember that? I do. Basic version that. of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know that one. No, bro. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But um, but yeah, yeah. Those are the three artists, non-South Asians. That so, I would. So it's it's interesting because there's a lot of Asian artists that are established. Uh, and I and I I like asking this question mm-hmm. because I want to know the perspective of the youth. Um. A lot of the Asian artists that are maybe a little older than you, say seven, eight, ten mm-hmm. years older than you, are very in the Asian scene. 
Yeah. And they make records and, and music for the Asian people. Um, but, but you said earlier that when you saw uh, Asian artists charting, uh, it inspired you when yeah. you were five years old. Yeah. Do you feel that the music you make and the sounds uh, that you produce uh, can have crossover potential either in the UK or in the States? And is that something you're working to achieve? Or are you looking to just keep your sound within our culture? Bro, I think 100%. And this is, bro, I've been asked this question so many times and I always give the same answer. If Spanish people can cross over their music, mm. if Dutch people can cross over their music, Asian people can cross over their music. Facts. It can be done. It's just about how you do it. You got to understand that a white person isn't going to understand. Oh, they're not going to understand it. <laughs> they're not going to appreciate it. But if you put it in a certain flex, mm. like if you make it urban and, you know, do it in a certain way, they will appreciate it because, bro, I've got loads of black and white friends and I show them my songs with the Punjabi in it and they're like, yo, we mess with this. Yeah, this is the vibe, sick. yeah. They're like, because, and, and I always do this, I always keep a ratio of a little bit more English to Punjabi. so that On it, all your records? Yeah, so that it appeals to everyone. It's so, so that I can take it to that person that's not Asian and be like, hey, check this out, what do you think? Right. And they're like, yo, this is sick. And, also the beats are making sure like there's quite an urban sound there's not you're not hearing a thumbi you're not hearing a, a door you're hearing quite commercial sounds right. so for me that's important bro like you have to you have to be able to appeal to everyone because this scene's changing everything's changing so fast everyone's moving so fast like the sound bro like the genre of music changes so quickly like Last year it was reggaeton and, and now this year it's like changing to like Latin trap and like mm. rap is coming back and like it's so many different genres just keep coming and going and coming and going and coming and going and it's just so important to be able to, for me, I feel like it's important to be able to adapt to anything, which is why I have so many songs that are different. Like Johnny is completely different to a vibe like Young Love. Sure. You know, and Young Love's completely different to a vibe like Horlabana. Mm. And Horlabana is a completely different vibe to, uh, vibe to slide. You sure. know, there's different, there's so many different vibes that I've got so that I can sit someone down and be like, yo, what do you like to listen to? Oh, I like country music here. You got country records? Yeah. I'm and, not lying. Stuff you put out already? No. I have music that isn't normal. And it's like, bro, I've got records of me rapping trap like full on grime like there's no that's fucking dope like there's no uh, filter on it there's songs of me going straight R&B sexy vibes there's tracks with me just doing straight pop and dancehall and because I've always been brought up with this thing of appeal to everyone and my thing isn't like everyone has their sound everyone has their thing my thing is I want to be that guy who can do anything who can be? Who can do everything, so that when people hit me up, yo, I want this beat. Cool, here. People don't, you know. I just gave my formula away, but <laughs> but, no, yeah. but but yeah. you might have given the formula away, but you, you didn't give the skills away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thank you, bro. Yeah. Thank the the formula is just the, the 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 gem, but not everyone can take that. Thank right? you, man. 
I, I mean, I envy his his work ethic, his energy. Um, I love it. I wish I had that when I was <laughs> straight up. I've you been, did, bro. I did. I, I was out there working uh, from a young age, but man, like it, it's very refreshing. It's, it's to refreshing see. to see. Yeah, thank you. Like, and bro, like sorry, sorry to cut you off. Like there, people don't understand. Like there's so many kids my age that are doing things that are not right. <laughs> right. Like you know, and don't get me wrong, bro. Sometimes I do wish that. You know, my life wasn't like this. And I do wish, like, that maybe I was just a normal kid and that I could go out with my friends. And But, bro, if you ask, like, oh, Izzy, do you hang out with your friends a lot? No. Because I'm so, like, on it and I'm so, like, I really want to do this. I really want to make something of myself. And coming out here has been so good because when I've been doing the shows... So I don't know if you know I've been I was on the I'm on the tour with uh, with Prophecy the season tour. Mm, I know, I know very brought, well. He brought me out and bro to see reactions in different cities. What records are they react? Are they is it different cities different reactions? Bro, to be honest, Pratak so Pratak is a number one song. Horror Lebanon is doing really well out here. Slide even, bro. People know that, and uh, obviously the mashups that I've done, people are like, you know, they're they're bumping to it. And for me, like. Coming out here and seeing that reaction, it just made me realize that, hold on, you're doing something right. You got to keep going. You so keep you were here exactly a year ago, I think for the first time. A right? year ago and all you could hear was crickets. Like you couldn't hear nothing. So I, I wanted to get to that because yeah. Juice, I don't know if you were, if you caught this or if you were, if you were uh, paying attention, but at UDC last year, yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, I was paying very, very, very close attention to everything that was happening and mm-hmm. who was coming on stage. And I saw Ezu was put on pretty late. Yeah, uh, He was put on like two, three hours after us. So after Fateh and I think after a whole bunch of guys. Yeah, And young, 18 years old, yeah. fresh in this country. Mm. First N- time ever. Not uh, most of the artists not even knowing you yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And none of the DJs really knowing you. No, nope, bro. None of the promoters. Like hardly anyone. No one. They, they didn't know you. Hardly right? anyone. And I, I knew who he was, so I was watching. I was like, let me see what this guy's gonna do on the stage. Mm. And you gave you gave your heart. Like you gave an incredible performance. Yeah. And I didn't see heavy reaction from the people. Yeah. Right. Did you do you remember that, bro? I remember it like it was yesterday. Right and, and the reason why I, I wanted to bring it up, because before the interview today, I asked you what, what the tour has been like in the States. And you're like, it's been fucking incredible. Yeah. The people are going nuts. And you showed yeah. me some videos of yeah. people going ham. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that that moment in your career where you're just coming up, you're like an extra act mm. on a bill, turns into you standing right next to some of the biggest acts in the scene and being able to hold the stage with them and yeah. turn the crowds up. Exactly. One year difference. One year different. And that just shows, bro, It's for some people, it can go from a day to a week and that's it. They've blown up and they're hitting up shows and they're popping, man. Mm. But for me, I'm, I'm grateful. Bro, I want a story to tell. I want five, six years down the line where I'm like five, six years ago, mm. I did a show here and it was difficult and this and that. But like now look, like <laughs> I want people to see that progress. I want I want to have a story, man. Like I don't want to be this guy that goes like that and then like it needs to be like that. You know? And that's the most important thing for me and that's why I'm just so grateful for everything that's happened like bro. A year ago no one knew who I was. No one made noise for me. No one DM'd me. 
No one. <laughs> no one now like, the DMs are blowing up. No one, no one, no one tagged me. Yeah. And I was just this kid who's come fresh from UK and and it was it was actually so funny because you know what happened when the guy the, the the host when he introduced me this is how he introduced me bearing in mind Zack Knight and Arjun are on the same show yeah on after you right so uh so hey guys we have this artist from the UK from London he's come all the way from London to perform for you and fans started saying Zack Knight Zack Knight oh, oh, and in my head I'm thinking I go up there they ain't gonna know, they ain't gonna like this. Yeah. This is gonna go really bad. And I remember walking, it was the most awkward thing I've had to do because I see I've seen people's face drop <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking back at I'm looking back at, at, at my manager and I'm like, oh, this is not a good idea. Like, should we do it? And then I went up to him and he was like What did he say to you at that time? He was like, he was like, just do it, just do what you do. Cause I don't, so I don't know if you guys know, like I'm very hyper on stage. Like I'm, I don't care about choreographed dancing. I don't care about stage space, bro. You're heavy on the jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll yeah. make space for myself, bro. Mm. I'll like tear that. I'll, I love running up and down the stage and just going crazy and having fun. So I went back to him and I was like, okay, cool. Let's do I was really scared, bro. I was really, really scared. Cause it was the first big show I've done as well. I think there was like 2000 people. Yeah, it was big. big. Went back to the middle and I thought who's 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 your DJ at the time? Like who was It was DJ? my manager. So okay, Omar, Omar so was DJ. It was my manager. So I went I went to the stage and I thought, okay, cool. And it's just you on stage. Just me at on that stage. Point, and no one's making noise. Right. Everyone's just like I think I even heard someone say, Who is this? Like <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm sitting I'm just standing there and I'm thinking, Oh man. So here's me and I'm like, Okay, cool. I'm gonna sing them a song and see if they know my song. And I said, Who knows this? And I started singing Jania. And I was like, feels like I know you about a couple of years and uh, and then no one's like reacting to it. And I'm thinking, yeah, that was a tough crowd. And I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> they don't know me. So straight away, I was just like, yeah, yeah play it. So we played it. Johnny was played. Uh, Twist was played. And towards like when I started getting into it, like I just kept going, kept going. But bro, like he said, at the end of it, no one really made noise. There was a few chairs. There was right, a few, right, right. You know, there was a few people in the front. Oh yeah, good. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, no one, no one. The reaction I get now, it's wild now, bro. From where I'm, like, just I think in New York two weeks ago, I went out and I, I think I actually just jumped into the crowd and I was just like having a good time with them. And they, it's nice to hear when people say, "Ezu," and they start to cheer a little bit. It's not the wildest cheers, but it's something. It's, it's, it's on the way it's yeah. on the way it's progress and hearing that just makes me feel so happy bro because a year ago they didn't do that and a year later they're doing that and it just shows that all the hard work all the late nights all the days all the arguments and scrapping beats and making them again and busting my vocals day in and day out is paying off you know so that's that's the main thing bro that's that's what's up man a, a lot of people need to take something away from that right now and, and just 100%, stay motivated stay focused don't be discouraged by what the critics have to say just exactly. just continue to grind and, and perfect your craft and exactly things will just organically come into place man so Ezu, we're sitting here and and you sound like you've given us words from the wise man <laughs> <laughs> like like words from the wise old man um 
all of our butter chicken listeners walk away with something with every single episode. Yeah. And the biggest thing we like them to walk away with is education. We like them to learn about yeah. the subjects and the people that we're bringing on. And most importantly, we like to, them to walk away with some valuable uh, words of wisdom or some some sort of gems that our, our guests drop. If you could drop a couple gems or give some words of advice yeah. specifically to the young, budding artists out there, the artists that are maybe making their records in their room right now, maybe sitting in front of a Pro Tools and not knowing how to come across or having a record in their hand and not knowing what to do with it. What sort of advice could you give to the young art artist out there, bro? Bro, just before I start, so for, forget for a second, let's just forget the artist. Let's forget all of that. This is for anyone doing anything. Like, whatever you want to do in life, whatever you, whatever your dream is, don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. If you believe you're good, you can do it. But just remember, like, hard work is the only way it's going to happen. That's the only way you're going to be truly successful. That's what I believe. And what I would say to everyone is find your craft, find, find your talent, learn it, which is what you're saying to anyone using Pro Tools Logic. So learn it. You know, there's YouTube videos, bro. We've got the internet. We've got so many books, so many things we can watch and read and learn. There's schools out there that are teaching this shit. Mm. Learn it and make it. Don't think that you're not going to make it. Believe you're going to make it. Say it in your heart if you have to and just go for it, man. Like you said, go for it. Like that's the biggest advice I think I can give to anyone. Bro, I use that advice for myself right now. So I'm finding my craft. I found it. I'm learning it still and now I just need to make it. So, you know, that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Slow and steady, my yeah. G. Oh, Slow yeah. and steady. It, we uh, I think we could proudly say we we are supporters of your music, Thank you, bro. your energy. Mm -hmm. uh, we welcome you to our city anytime you want to come Thank through. Thank you, bro. And anytime you have a record, we'd like to be the first ones to get it. 100. <laughs> Please. 100. So <laughs> 100. We, will, we will hit up the team and we'll make sure that we are continually playlisting you on our mixes, on, our, you, on our platforms, and anywhere else that we have an opportunity, bro. We wish you uh, a lifetime of success ahead. Thank you, bro. I, I think Sup it's, it's super bright future. 10 years in and I still think he's like, at the day one of his career, like <laughs> yeah. that's Bro, crazy, it feels right? Like it. it feels like like it. he's gonna he's gonna keep going. My man's gonna keep shining. Yeah, facts. and we're and we're gonna keep rolling. Energy is contagious, bro. It's, Thank you, bro. It's lit, dude. For Thank yeah, you, yeah. Bro. We can't wait to see the new project and all the new projects that you have ahead. And um, we wish you the best, brother. Thank you, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy, DJ Sharad and DJ Juicy, live and direct from the Butter Chicken Podcast. Hey, Juicy, what's popping? Yo, where can they find us, my friend? Go to Instagram, bro, at Butter Chicken Podcast. And well, from there, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram too, at DJ Juicy. You got that? I got that, bro. All right. It's like 2011, Flex B. <laughs> Young Juicelino. You can find me at DJ Sherrod. And of course, make sure you check us on all podcasting platforms, uh, specifically our people at Spotify, people at Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and in India, Hub Hopper. Hub Hopper. Don't forget, we are everywhere where your podcast can be found. And uh, young guy, young God, we call him Ezu. <laughs> Thank you. Where, where can they find you, brother? Where can they find you? Can they find you on the social media, uh, in the social media planet? Bro, on every social media platform, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, you name it. It's just Ezu World. E-Z-U and World. That's it.
and make sure you DM him because he wants to be <laughs> DM, yeah, man. DM me. Hit me up. All right, man. We'll catch you on the next Butter Chicken Podcast. Thank you, bro. Salute. Respect, man. Respect. Thank you.